Well, good morning. How are we doing? It felt like work this morning. Did anybody else feel like that? Like we were really getting into it and working? Well, we're not going to stop working, so be prepared. Um, my name's AJ, if uh, those of you that don't know me. Um, I, I thought about changing my name this morning because it was like, AJ, 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 AJ. So I, I was going to change it to like Homer or something. Oh, this is Kurt. Hi, I'm Kurt. Hi, everyone. That was just awesome. <laughs> it's neat to see what was happening up front. Man, that was good to see God working. Um, God's just doing miracles. Amen. He, is, he is just doing stuff that, even though we don't see it, we don't feel it, you got to give me just a minute. Like Brian was saying, he prayed for his little girl. He didn't see the miracle until the miracle was in the back seat. That's cool. <laughs> so, go ahead. Um, we are going to be in John 4 and uh, Romans 12. So, give you a minute to get um, to those scriptures. It's John 4 and Romans 12. We're going to be skipping all over the Bible here, but um, those are the first two we're going to hit. So, um, As I said a couple of weeks ago, one of the foundational principles of this house, one of the foundational pieces has always been worship. Um, maybe you've come here once or twice. Maybe this is your second week, and you're like, what is happening? What is all this singing and people going up front, and what is all this? So hopefully today we can get you just some biblical truths. Um, no matter if you've been coming here two weeks or 20 years, you can get some biblical truths on worship. We're definitely going to be talking about worship. <clears throat> the mission of PEF, and you, you might have seen it on the slides here, the mission of this house has always been to provide a time and a place to worship Almighty God. Can I get an amen? amen. Like I said, it's a basic principle, and sometimes it's always good to visit, revisit the basics. Um, if you are here last week, you heard Rich Van Houten um, introduce himself um, as one of the associate pastors, and that he has struggled with that word pastor. He called it the P word, right, Rich? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be transparent. I've always kind of struggled with that, too. Uh, I was commissioned here on May 5th, 2019, and I've always struggled with that word, but I am the worship pastor here. So what does that mean? A lot of you see me running around chasing cords and turning on TVs and doing all this stuff. It can mean a lot of different things, but the number one, the top list of my job description that um, the previous leadership made and the elders made, it says to guard the call of the house. To guard the call of the house. Talk about a weight on your shoulders, huh? So we know the purpose of the mission of this house is to provide a time and a place to worship Almighty God. So that's part of what I do here. Um, I, I train our team members. Everybody you see up here is volunteer. Um, they do such an amazing job. All our tech people, booth people, all the tools that we put into worship to what we see as worship. But I'd like to talk more about just what you see, about what's in our heart. 
Everything we do here is for the presence of our Creator. That's always our focus as a Creator. It's been spoken over our family. Uh, I'm married to my wife, Tammy. You see her up here. We have two kids. It's been spoken over our family that we're a Levitical family. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Levitical family. So there was four phrases that were used when this was spoken over us. It said, the Levites did all the work of the service of the house of the Lord. I'll say it one more time. The Levites did all the work of the service of the house of the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean we run around here and do all the work. There's many volunteers, many people that help out. But just that Levitical call. So I dug into it a little deeper. And it's not just our due diligence, our due duty, but to serve, but serve in war. We talked a, a little bit up here, Julie hit on it, about the battles that we're facing every day. And we take our weapon of worship into that battle. That's what we do on a daily basis. Worship is our weapon in the spiritual battle that we're in right now. So we use this term a lot, but what is worship? How do we define it? Dictionary defines it like this. The feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. I have a much simpler definition. I describe it like this, to focus. To focus. What are we focusing on? We're focusing on Jesus. <clears throat> Everyone worships something or someone. God created us to worship him. It's in our DNA to worship. So who are you worshiping today? God doesn't need our worship. He's just fine on his own. But he desires that relationship with us. He desires and he longs for us to be with him. <clears throat> so here we are. Hopefully you found John 4. John 4 verses 23 and 24. I think I put it in there for you guys. So it says this, But the hour is coming and is now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God knows it's good for us to worship him. When Jesus said this, this verse right here in John, he's echoing the prophets, which means worship is to be sincere. External things don't matter if our heart isn't right. We'll flip over to Romans uh, 12. We're just going to read the first verse there. Romans 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's the NIV version that used the word worship. So what does all this mean? All this talk about worship in spirit and truth and offering our bodies as sacrifices. It doesn't do us any good to worship at the right place or with the right tools if our attitude and our heart isn't in the right place. We need to have that focus on Jesus. We need to be right in line with what he's doing. We can sing the right songs, we can hold our hands in the right way, but if our heart isn't in it, it isn't that true worship. As you recall, um, in the early days before Jesus was crucified, there had to be a sacrifice brought forth in order for there to be worship. I thank God every day that Jesus died. Not just because he removed my sin, but because 
when all of you come here to worship, you're not bringing your chickens and your goats <laughs> and your sheep. You're not bringing that sacrifice stuff in here for us to, to take care of and clean up, right? We have a very easy access to God now. I've been known to send a few animals to Jesus, but this would be a very messy place. You know, I hunt fish. I've been known to butcher a chicken or two. But this would be a very messy place if we still had to do that, that method of sacrifice. So here's the next question. When do we worship? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that doesn't change anything in our heart. We worship God in the good times, worship him in the bad times. There was a movie that came out not too long ago that, that uh, it was called Facing the Giants. And the football coach in that movie used an analogy. He said, we praise God when we win, we praise God when we lose. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what your circumstances, your call is to always worship. Your call is to always praise God in everything. When we die, you get two choices. You either go to heaven and worship God forever, or you'll be separated Him forever in eternity in hell. So what we're doing on earth right now is we're practicing. We're practicing the presence of God. We're practicing for what is holds in the future. There's a song we sing here that says, It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I say. My hope will always be your promises to me. So we, we always make that choice, that choice to worship in every season, no matter what we're going through. We worship all days, not just here on Sunday. This is a worship service where we gather corporately. But our worship here, that we do here, should be an overflow of what we've been doing during the week. This should just be an addition to what we're already doing all week long. We give God the glory. We give him the honor in everything, everything we do. When it doesn't go the way you thought, you worship anyway. You didn't get that job that you thought you were going to have this week? Worship anyway. My grandfather died when I was very young. I feel like some of those years were taken away. I don't understand why. I'm not God, but I worship anyway. Worship anyway. Worship no matter what. Um, I don't even want to say this word, but I'm going to say it anyway. During the pandemic... Okay, that's all I'm going to say. We'll just get that out of the way. <clears throat> we didn't stop worshiping, right? We stopped gathering as a corporate body for six weeks or whatever it was. But we always kept that worship going. One of my biggest fears, and I'm just repenting here now, was that that worship wasn't going up. The atmosphere was had this friction and this violence and and we could see some of the effects of it now that are coming to earth because we weren't contending. There wasn't that corporate worship going up. You see cities that can be changed when people gather together and worship. It's still the same today. We still have the same battles. We still have the same uh, things that we're fighting. But, but if, we, if we get that worship, the more worship, the better. That's all. Worship like heaven. Bring heaven to earth. Pretty simple. Just want to talk, I want to tie the sacrifice into to what we're doing now. This is the only time in your whole lifetime. So if you think of your life as a big span, the, the time that you have on earth right now, that's the only time that you're going to have to give God that true 
prized sacrifice, that true prized worship. There's no pain in heaven. There's no problems in eternity. This is the only time when we get to worship through that pain. So let's do that. Let's answer this question, and then Kurt's going to talk a little bit. I don't want to take all your time. Uh, why do we worship? We worship God for an infinite amount of reasons, right? Here are four reasons that I wrote down. One, for who he is. He's all-knowing. He's sovereign. We worship God for what he has done. He created us, all of us. That right there in itself is a reason to worship God. For what he will do, look at your future. future is very bright. Another reason to worship God. The fourth reason here is to deal with unseen things. I wrote this thought down. Praise is a road-building equipment. What's a highway? A highway is a path and a place created for easy access. No more struggle. No more sacrifice. We have that easy access, that path to God. Right? When Jesus died on the cross, he was the ultimate sacrifice, and he made our way easy. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the highway, right? The highway to God is Jesus. The highway to heaven is worship, praise. Praise creates that pathway for us. The access to God will free people that are bound and in prison. Next scripture I didn't give you this one, but this is Psalms 102.18. This will be written for the generation to come. That's all of us. That a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven. The Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner to release those appointed to death. So when it says, not yet to be created, who did, who did God create? Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve procreated, right, reproduced. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is, a new, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have done, have come. When Jesus died on the cross, that was a sacrifice. That created a, an easy pathway for us. To be that new creation. So Psalms 102 is written about us. We are that new creation. We are that new creation in Christ. I want to challenge you to change the atmosphere. That last song we sang, sang said, when I open up my mouth. When God wanted to do something, what did he do? He spoke it. Spoke it into existence. You all have that authority. You have that power. To speak into the atmosphere and change your situation. If you have an impossible situation, open your mouth and speak over it. Worship through it. You have that ability. If we only knew what was happening in the spiritual realm when we worshiped, we'd do it way more often. We'd do it every day. It's a real battle, that spiritual realm. Jeff talked about, I think you guys stole my iPad. You're saying everything that I wanted to say. Miracles will happen during worship as we declare and speak out truth. I'm reminded of this story. Um, a guy came into a, a church service. And he hadn't been there but two weeks. 
and he got really annoyed during worship because he had he thought that someone spilled a cup of coffee on his left shoulder. So when he turned around, there was no one there. That was the fire of God, the power of God, that miracle power that we spoke about this morning. And he was healed instantly, just like pastor's daughter. All right, Kurt. You're a tough act to follow, AJ. <laughs> that was awesome. <clears throat> this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And again, I say rejoice. Um, my life is, I, I've always been involved in worship. I love worship. Um, when we worship, it's impossible to worry. Try to worry and worship at the same time. You can't do it. It's impossible. And, and we give God the glory when we're worshiping. And, and we give him the praise. And we thank him when we're worshiping. And worshiping isn't too far away from prayer. Our prayer should almost image our worship. Um, prayer is such an awesome thing as well. My, my verse is Isaiah 29, 13 through 16. And um, can we pull that up? There it is. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear towards me is, is taught, it's, uh, okay, let me, uh, I'm going to back up and I'm going to read it from the NIV because I like this version a little bit better. It says, these people come near to me and with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules they have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish, and the intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in the darkness, and think, who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down, as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, you did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing. Like AJ says, I have a creator, an awesome creator who created me. And how can I say to him, you don't exist, you don't, you don't know anything, when in fact, he knows everything. Sometimes we're like little kids. If they're not looking, they won't know. He knows everything. He knows it before we do it.
Jesus took our place. Jesus died and took my sins. And when he did that, he stood in front of God as me. So that through his blood, I can stand in front of God as Jesus. Think about that, how powerful that is. He died for each and every one of us. That through his blood, through his grace, we have salvation and God looks at us as shameless. I just am in awe of that just in itself is enough to worship. If Jesus is anything, if he's anything, then he must be everything. He must be everything. He's the reason for our existence. He's a reason for our joy. He's a reason for our happiness. Without him, there's no joy. There's no hope. Every year, I look forward to spring, and I look forward to the birds coming back and listening to their songs. My favorite bird is the red-winged blackbird. And I pick out his, his song first. And I think to myself, the birds are worshiping. The birds are worshiping. They're saying how great God is. All creation will call out. That's all creation calling out. So when you hear the birds singing, they're worshiping. In John 21, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, you know, Lord, I do love you. He answered him, then feed my sheep. And again he asked him, he says, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Father, you know. You know everything. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs. And again he asked him, do you love me? Peter says, Father, Jesus, you know that I love you. and build my kingdom. What Jesus wants, what God wants is our hearts. He doesn't care about giving them lip service as it says in Isaiah. In fact, that angers him when we just go through the motions and give him what we think that he wants. When in fact he wants, he wants that relationship, a love relationship with us. 
I was laying in bed one night, and I've shared this with others, but Jesus asked me, he says, do you know what you have? And I answered, and I said, yes, God, I, I know what I have. And again, I heard his voice, he says, do you know what you have? I'm like, yeah, God, I do. I, I, have, I have a great family. I have everything I need. I have your love. You know. I know. And he asked me again, he said, do you know what you have? And <laughs> it was like a lightning bolt hit me. I have the authority I have the power. I have that resurrection power. When I shout, the walls will fall right down. He's given each and every one of us that have asked him into our hearts and accepted him as Lord and Savior the same ability. Don't ever think that I'm not worthy. Because Jesus died for you. You are worthy. Don't ever think that I don't have it. I can't do it. You can. I had a conversation just last couple weeks ago with someone. And conversation went something like this. It went... You know, when I pray, I don't know if I'm able to heal somebody or be able to make a difference in my prayer. Is is God gonna is God gonna see through my prayer and do what I'm asking? And it's it's easy to, to pray for somebody, to pray for something and not get the answer that we're looking for immediately. And my answer back was, don't give up. Keep praying. Oftentimes we don't see the answers to our prayers. But one day we're going to see those answers to our prayers and see exactly what we did by lifting it up to God and letting him work through it. And I think of the mothers or grandmothers who have prayed for lost family members many years. And finally, in that last ditch prayer, made the difference and turned someone around. I love this church. I love the people here. Um, I love being part of worship team. That's it's awesome. We love to have you. <laughs> um, it's it's just a, a a treat and a joy in my life. Uh, when I was in second grade, my second grade teacher called my mother and said, 
got to do something with this guy. He, I can't get him away from the piano. So, so they, they, I started taking organ lessons, actually, when I was nine years old. And that's when I started playing and been playing since. And my father would always say, go play me a song. And today I still hear him. We're still trying to teach you. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> but I still hear that voice, go play me a song. It's when I really worship, it's in the middle of the night. And I'll wake up one, two, three o'clock in the morning. And Kathy will say, what's wrong? I says, I can't sleep. I got to go play. And then I'll go play and I worship. I lift it to him. I have an audience of one. Well, maybe two if she's listening. <laughs> but I play like I have an audience of one. And, uh, it's just a special time. It's special to be able to raise music up to Jesus. It's just it's a special thing. Um, just thank you all for your prayers. And your worship here at church. And thank you for lifting us up, the elders and the leadership of the church. We just just praise you and thank you for that. Thank you. This is so cool. I, I've been involved in hundreds of I don't know I don't know if it's thousands, but at least hundreds of services and where music partnered with speaking and etc. But when God ties it all together, it's so cool. And we bounce some ideas off each other. I'm like, what are you going to talk from just so we don't talk about the same thing? And I had no idea he was going to talk about the, the birds worshiping, the creation. That was, that was pretty neat. Um, I'll share this scripture with you, and then I will wrap this thing up. Psalm 66, 4. It says, All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. That's all of creation. You know, you, you've seen the analogy when, uh, like, a tree points, it points upward like it's pointing to God, like it's worshiping God. I don't want to get all tree hugger on you here, but, you know, that's just spirit of stupid. But he, he hit on the birds worshiping, right? All creation sings. All creation worships. And if we don't, what happens? The rocks cry out. Amen. Um, a couple weeks back, I had a, a very unique opportunity um, I got to go to uh, another church, a local church um, in our region, and uh, minister with a couple of young pastors at a worship, uh, a night of worship, similar to what we're going to do tomorrow night. Uh, by the way, shameless plug for tomorrow night, please come out. Please be here. If you need financial breakthrough, come out and worship. That's the answer. If you need answers for your kids, it's worship. That's the answer. If you need uh, help with problems in your home life, come here and worship. How does it work? I don't know. I'm not God. I just know that when we gather together and corporately worship, God will give you answers. God will give you, he'll give you what you need. So come out tomorrow night, uh, 6.30 and worship. So anyway, um, I, got, I got a chance to minister with, with these young pastors. And during the event, uh, they were playing some spontaneous uh, worship along the way. And of course, in me, I just jumped right into what they were doing. It was no problem. So afterwards, the sound guy comes up to me and he says, how in the world did you follow that song? He said, that's a song that those two guys wrote. And I said, I don't know. I just started playing. I was just worshiping. 
He's like, that's amazing. And I said, what's the song? He goes, well, it's not even out yet. He goes, but it'll be out soon. So I kept in contact with the pastors, and um, they, they released the song to me, but that's not out to the open world yet. Um, so I asked them, I said, can I use this song in a, in a message coming up? They're like, yeah, but it'd be better if you wait for the music video. I'm like, oh, music video, yes. <laughs> so they sent me the music video, and, and I texted back. I said, I like it, but can you put lyrics in there? Can, can we put lyrics in so the congregation can see it, hear it? He's like, oh, yeah, that'll be done this week. So I'm like, cool. So Thursday, they sent me the music video. Um, we have it here. These guys are awesome. They're, they really are, and I'm not plugging for them. I'm plugging for God, right? This is, it's all about creation worshiping. The third verse will just wreck you. It's, um, let's just watch it. it. Go ahead, run it. It's called Help Me See It.
Stand with me if you would this morning. God, we just, we want to see your hand work in everything. Help us to see it, God. Help us to continually worship you, not just on Sunday, but every day, God. I pray a blessing over our congregation each and every person that's here, the people that are online watching, God, that you would just bless them this week, that you would bring them back next time when we're all worshiping together. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done here this morning and what you're going to continue to do. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Have a great week. Come out tomorrow night, 630.